Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Now listen, I'm talking about, man, last week, bless me. And if you were, you were here last week, you did, like, it's not like we're not going to have a great week this week, but man, some of you guys got filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time in your life. And man, I'll tell you what, those are memories I'm never going to forget. Serious, it's the greatest part of doing this. It really is, man. Watching you guys get filled for the, some of the partners and friends, getting filled for the first time, getting the Holy Ghost. How many of you downloaded the app and been praying with me five minutes a day, Monday through Friday? Get the app. We got a picture of that thing? Can we put a picture of that up later? You can do it at the end. You got to get the app because I'm going to pray with you five minutes a day. Amen? You with me? Five minutes a day, Monday through Friday. Now, don't raise your hand, but I know some of you ain't praying in the spirit five minutes a day. So I'm coming alongside of you and helping you. Don't be lazy. Get the app. Every day at noon, you get a notification. I don't even mind having that noon notification thing. I'm going to keep that because it'll it'll remind you on your way to lunch. You you don't have to. There it is. Get that. Put that up. Thank you. Great job, though. Get that right now. Put that on your phone. Every day I bring you 8 o'clock, you're going to get, if you just stay with me, I got your day planned, man. Just stay with me. Some of you are so stubborn, man. Get the thing, put it on your phone. 8 o'clock, you're going to get the notification that you get, and it's going to tell you to read a little scripture, hear a little thing. I'm going to say a little, give you a little thing. It's easy. And then I'm going to come back later on with a confession. That's it. You do that, you go your merry way. Go. Go play golf. Go have fun. Go to work. Do your thing, make money, go do whatever you gotta do. Great, wonderful. Go to work. Boom. Twelve o'clock, boom. Sam, you're gonna be working. Boom. You're gonna get the notification. Five minutes. I'm on praying. I'm on video praying in the Holy Ghost with you. Isn't that cool? So now, you, if you can't do it at lunch, you know what some of the guys do? They wait till the next day. So be a day behind or be a day ahead. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? You're working, man. It's noon. You, some guys, man. You noon? Pff, yeah, lunch, right? Yeah, you just work. You know, we don't even know when lunch is hitting, right? You guys are in school, you're out there grinding, it's a day. So when the thing shows up, on the way home, five o'clock, I'm praying in tongues for five minutes. What do you care? I'm coming alongside of you, praying with you. That's all, right? Yeah, put on, you're a day behind, get up the next day, do Monday, Tuesday. I don't care when you do it, just pray on Saturday. Who cares? Five minutes. I time it. I timed it. Amen. I said, there, we're 455, so that's it, that's enough, go. You spend 20, you'll spend 25 minutes a week praying in the spirit. How many people are spending 25 minutes a week praying in the spirit before this? Don't raise your hand. Thank you. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I'm not, I'm not here to embarrass you. I had to get up. Somebody prayed with me back in the day. I used to have to get up. I was kidding with Larry. Me and Larry used to get up 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.30 some mornings, and go to prayer. Because somebody was waiting for me. Yeah, somebody was waiting for me. So what are you going to do? If you don't have that, because a lot of you don't have that, I'm going to come alongside you. You can add on it. So five minutes a day, 25 minutes a day, a week. I'm sorry. 25 minutes. What are you going to look like in 52 weeks of doing this? It's going to change your life. And you know what you do? You're going to catch motive. You're going to catch momentum. So I'm doing everything I can to come alongside of you and help you. You're, you're, just, you're too lazy to put that on? That's just what it comes down to, dude. This is not about comfort. Church is not comfort. Let me explain something to you. I told him in the morning service, church does not really want God to come into it. I'll prove it to you. When a man prays in unknown tongues, he prays into God. 
So how can you be resisting the Holy Spirit and tell me church wants God to come in? The minute we talk about him coming in, nobody wants to hear about it. They don't want God. They want to form a religion with no God. It's a waste of time. Nonsense. Look, straight up, bro. I don't need to do this for a living. This ain't a job. It's a calling and a lifestyle. I don't care if five of you show up or 50,000 of you. They ain't moving me. No. I ain't here to come here to keep you comfortable, keep you happy. I'm here to train you to win. Yeah, man, I'm training you to win, bro. I'm training you to win, and you ain't going to win without the Holy Ghost. So I'm giving you the tools to come alongside. And it's not me being, this is not rough. This is me helping you. So I'm telling you, get the thing, put it in your phone, five minutes, figure it out, discipline it. I wish to God, you want to know what? I wish I could find out who was actually doing it and getting a record of their attendance because I'd be standing at the door on Sunday saying, let me see if I can let you back in. Because I want to see, Johnny, what'd you do this week? Oh, Johnny, four out of five, that's good. Spend five minutes in the lobby, pray it out, and get in here. Because now the next week, we got to go to another level. And you talk like that, people are like, you're crazy. I'm not crazy. You can't do this anywhere else in the world. School, work. How did you do in your performance at work? Hey, boss, I haven't done nothing all week long. Do I get the check on Friday? Yeah, no problem. Let's just keep paying you. Nobody does this. I want you to win, man, because you got to get so you got to get wisdom for your marriage. You got to get wisdom for your kids. You got to get wisdom for your future. Do you think I know where this is at? I don't have a clue, but God does, and He's living in you, and He's trying to help you. That's why if I eradicate the things you don't know about it, we can get there. But if you start looking at life going, I don't know what to do. You're in good company. The Holy Spirit does. This is why we got to learn this stuff. And once we learn it, we start activating it. And when we activate it, we change our life. And when we change our life, it all goes there. But guess what? Everybody had to sit where you're sitting at the day of making a decision to go, am I going all in? It's kind of like the pool. You know when you, when you go to the ocean and the water's a little cool? You kind of go, and it hits your foot. like, whoa, 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 that's cold, man. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And you get a little, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. And then you, what do you do? Ah, forget it. If I'm going, let's just go in. Just jump right in and let's go because we cannot stop right at the edge. We got to go further. Amen? Hey, how you doing? All right. Praise the Lord. You ready? Here we go. Number one, write these down. I'm going to give you some quick shots. First Corinthians 14. It's praying in the spirit. Pray, you have to learn the values of praying in tongues. Now, if you're new to this and you don't understand what you get with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a person. Amen? Wants to come live inside of you. The tongues are a spiritual language he gives you so you can pray out the plan of God for your life. 1 Corinthians 14, 1, follow after love, desire spiritual gifts. Prophecy is great because prophecy is understood. Prophecy is not a better gift than all the other gifts. Prophecy understood is English so you understand it. Is that good? I love you, man. That's why I tell you that stuff. You know that, right? Look, my parents love me. They didn't tell me everything I wanted to hear. They pretty much, she told me nothing I wanted to hear. <laughs> because she wanted me to, you know what I'm saying? Your mama always telling you stuff you never wanted to hear. Why? Because she loves you. She's like, oh, you don't play in the street. I thought she was a big meanie. She didn't want me to get hit by a car, dude. Come on. Get, get going. So if I'm telling you this stuff, it's important for you. You guys are all feeling me out right now. I know it. First three, 14. It's like, oh, my God, are they going to bring out snakes? We don't have no snakes here, man. Chill out. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> ain't got no snakes. Ain't none of this weird stuff. Someone's like, oh, my God, why do we visit this place? Just relax. Trust me. We're the, greatest, we're the greatest church in America. I'm serious, man. 
I'm being serious. Am I biased? Probably a little bit, but just don't worry about it. Right. He that speaketh an unknown tongue is the Bible. Now, tongues did not go away with the Acts of the Apostles. Praying in the Spirit didn't go away at all. Okay? Praying in the Spirit hasn't left the church because you need spiritual understanding. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. You got that? Speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, how being in the spirit, he speaks out mysteries. So what do we say? When we're praying in tongues, we're doing what? Speaking out mysteries. What are mysteries? They're hidden things that need to be revealed. Now write this down. What am I doing when I'm praying in spirit? I am counseling my mind. And I am comforting my heart. Okay? So when you're praying in spirit, you're counseling your mind. And you're comforting your heart. You understand that? Counseling your mind. You're giving, you're bringing wisdom to your mind that you do not have connected to the mystery that you don't see. A mystery is a hidden thing. The hidden thing is God. Now what? That could be for your family. That could be in your marriage. That could be in your business. That works in every arena. This isn't just spiritual stuff. Like seriously, like check this out, right? Like you guys, that this will help you at work. School, he'll give you, man, God, see, because everything that was created, God already made. You understand that? Everything that's ever been made, God already made. It was made before the foundation of the world. You get the mystery of God, you'll figure out equations people don't even know what they're talking about. I'm telling you, it's true. You understand that? You go to work, and they won't even know how to do this. You're like, you look at it and go, I don't know what to do. You pray in the spirit about it. God will tell you how to lay that tree right where it needs to go. I'll be straight. He'll tell you to build stuff. He'll tell you to do stuff. He'll talk to you about where to put stuff. He'll tell you where to go. He'll lead you all day long. He'll help you find it. He's the Holy Ghost. He's God. He's just as much God as God. You see what I'm saying? But look what it says here. You see this? Look at this. Pop that up there. I'm going to stay right here, Miss Ann. Look, pop that scripture up there, whatever one I was talking about. Right? But he that prophesies speaking to men, edification, exhortation, and comfort. Write that down. The Holy Spirit edifies you. He lifts you up through edification, and he brings you comfort. So here's the two things you got to remember. Okay, just write that down. Those are three things that he's working in your life. See that? But he that prophesies, prophesy, brings edification, exhortation, and comfort. Well, why can you say that? Because praying in tongues, tongues and interpretation is the, equals the gift of prophecy. You understand that? So if he says when you prophesy, you edify, exhort, and comfort. When you pray in tongues, you edify, exhort, and comfort. You're exhorting yourself. How many of you know it's good? You ever go around somewhere and somebody speaks nice to you and kind to you and builds you up? Ain't that nice? Because a bunch of you ever go somewhere and the people mean? You know what I'm saying? You go to like the drive through to like, here's your burger. Be quiet. You know what I'm saying? That's why y'all like going to Chick-fil-A. Because they're friendly in the thing. They jack up the order all the time, but they're all friendly in the thing. Yeah they, yeah, they give you all that stuff, you know what I mean? I'm like, just don't screw up. I don't care. You know, I don't have to have a great day or none of that. Just don't screw up what you put in the bag. This ain't rocket science, man. Dude, where's me out? And then y'all got stage fright at the drive-thru. Like, get out, get out, because the guy in back of you. Nah, I'm checking the whole bag. I want to know everything in the bag because you're always jacking up something, and I ain't driving away, and then everyone's like, it's okay. It ain't okay in my car. It's not okay in my car. I'll give you an extra 20 bucks to get it right. Just don't screw up. 
Because my wife is, she, she's sitting back watching online. She, got, she ain't here to defend herself. She's the worst. Because, like, you want something? No, I don't want nothing. That means she's going to eat my stuff. And then she's going to eat my stuff, but I just want a bite. Bump that. That's a lie. That's a lie. That is not true. You want a bite. You want more than a bite. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then you're going to eat my stuff. I don't want it. I don't really want it. I, you, know, you don't want yours. Wait, wait, stop. You don't want yours, but you want the stuff I'm going to get? Get your own. Get your own and throw it out the window. I don't really care what you do. They're going to jack it up anyway. Somebody's going to be short in this bag. I can guarantee you that no matter where you go. Y'all lie in church and it's evil. Pick up the pace. Somebody's like, I don't understand what he's talking about. Go to a drive-thru. You'll understand real quick. Go to a drive-thru with my kids. They're all screaming except Lauren. I want blah, 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 number seven. What? And it's going to be jacked up anyway, so I don't even try no more, Will. God bless you because you got a tribe. I don't even know how you do it. What do you got, like nine? Probably takes an hour to get out of there with you guys, right? Nine kids, bro. <laughs> Strip, I don't know what you do either. Just leave me at home. Everybody's eating macaroni and cheese at the house. Shut up. <laughs> I can't even get out. I want a number three, six, eight, nine. They're going to jack it up. Just get, you're going to get what you get. <laughs> None of you know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm therapy for myself. I'm comforting myself. I'm probably praying in the Holy Ghost, so somebody's praying in the Holy Ghost for me. Look what it says there. Edify, exhort. That's what you do when you pray in the Spirit. And why he said you prophesy edifies the church is because you understand it. Tongues interpreted equals the gift of prophecy. And why is prophecy great? Because tongues don't make no sense. If I come in here and go, what's that matter to you? But if I come in here and said, God said, and exhort you, everybody understands it. That's why I said prophecy's there. You see it? So this will say, so why is it important to pray in the spirit? He that speaks unto God, he ain't speaking unto men. It's your guarantee that you are connected to God and speaking to God when you pray in tongues. See that? So how many of you really want to engage with God? Go pull it up there. He that speaketh, you can put it up there, she'll find it. Angel's doing a great job. Look at the scripture on the board. But he that speaketh the on the tongue edifies himself, but he probably, no, no, didn't do one, two. Go to like, yeah, you'll see it. I took it a little bit further. For he that speaketh the unknown tongue speaks not unto who, but unto who. So when I'm praying in tongues, who am I speaking to? How many want to speak to God? There you go. Now you're going to need, now watch this. Well, why is it hard to connect it? Because it takes faith to do it. Because it don't make no sense to your head. His understanding is unfruitful. For no man understandeth him. No man, not just you, nobody around you knows what you're doing. Right. How being in the spirit, he's speaking what? What are mysteries? The hidden things of God that need to be revealed. How many got some hidden things you need to reveal about your life? How many got some hidden things about your future you need to reveal? How many of you got some stuff you need to do fixing that marriage and life in your head? Come on, man. We need the Holy Ghost. Now, here's what happens. Watch this. You okay with this? Check this out. Now, why do we, I told you I'm not going to go quick because we're going to be staying on this for a while. Tongues is a guarantee that we're speaking unto God. So watch this in 1 John 5, 14 and 15. You can put in the Amplified, and then we'll, we'll just read it. Okay. So where the will of God is known from the Word of God? I got the word of God, but what do I do about the things I don't know? What do I do about those mysteries? So look what it says. Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire love and make it your, no, where are you at? 
No, you got to go to First John 5, 14 and 15 Amplified. This is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will. We know that he hears me, and if I know that he hears me, he grants me to petition that which I ask. That's King James. Okay? She's going to put it in the Amplified. The Amplified reads a little better. This is the confidence that we have. First John 5, 14 and 15 in the King James. This is the confidence I have in him, that if I ask anything according to his will, I know that he hears me. And if I know that he hears me, I know he's going to grant me to petition that which I ask. Okay? This is what the Amplified says. This is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness. Now, you want to know why people ain't bold? They don't know confidence. You want to got no confidence? They got no word based in what their boldness comes from. You be bold as a lion once you know you got the word of God. This is why people become timid in certain things in life because they don't know if it's the will of God. You see it? You know the truth, man. You don't back up from nothing. Tell the devil, shut up. Stand there and say, you know what, man? I ain't backing up. I know who I am. I know who I got. I know what God said I can do. Don't you back up from nothing. I'd rather die with the word of God in my mouth than be a punk and just confess some unbelief. Your church got to get strong. And the world's crazy. They're nuts trying to com- make you compromise everything you believe. And you better back up because you love Christian. What kind of love Christian are you? I'm the kind of Christian that's roaring like a lion. The Lord's a warrior. Stop being a, little, stop being a little pansy Christian, run around hiding from everything, and stand for the truth you believe in. And don't let them press you. Like, what do you want to do? Take my Instagram? Shut up. Take my Instagram. Or they're going to socially censor you because you're speaking. I'm going to buy the whole satellite. Amen. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy the thing in the sky. How much that cost? I don't really care. God, I need one of them. That's going to be billions of dollars. That's what I'm teaching you to be rich now. So when I need you to show up, you buy one of those things. And I'm going to say what I want to say 24 hours. I met somebody the other day. They said, you're on the radio so much, every time I put it on, I think you're on. I said, that's good. I need to buy that too. Buy a TV station. Just show me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Hi, I'm here to pray in tongues with you today. (laughs) Can you imagine me? Hi, this is ESPN. Here's the Yankees. They won today. We beat the Red Sox. Wasn't that great? Oh, you Sox fans? Too bad. We're catching up. We're catching up. What do you mean, oh, I'll kick you out if you're a Red Sox fan. I will. And if you say Tom Brady is a patriot, you're out of here. Because I had them. They showed up with jerseys and everything. It was evil. Evil and came in the church, but I cast it out. And he got a new team. Now he's winning trophies for Florida. Amen. The Lord is good. <laughs> That's funny. That's good, right? Come on, look. Pop it up there. This is cute. Come on. I don't even know where we are, Angela. You're supposed to find it. And this is the confidence. <laughs> You're doing good. The privilege of boldness, which we have in him. What? We're sure if we ask anything according, make any request according to his will, it is agreement with his plan. How many know I don't know the plan of my life in certain things, but where the word of God is known, the will of God is known, so I got some of it because I see it, but what do I do about the stuff I don't know? That's when the Holy Ghost comes. See what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know directional stuff. That's what he said. Remember he said in Romans 8, 8, 14, for as many as are what? Are led by the Spirit. They're the sons and daughters of God. So I mean, you know, you got to be Spirit-led. You got to be Spirit-led sometimes. What house do I buy? It doesn't say, yo, John 8, 42, buy this house. It doesn't say, yo, John 16, 23, marry this person. John 83, 22, go, you know, no, it doesn't, it's not in there. 
It's not in there. What job? What career? You got to get the knowledge on the inside. So what do I got to do? I got to spend some time praying in the Holy Ghost to get guidance. You understand that? Oliver, come here. Put yourself down. Come here. See, the Bible says he's your helper. He's not your doer. So look at this. Oliver needs me, the Holy Spirit. See what he's doing? He's doing life. You just start walking. Here's what Oliver does. Stay up with me, cameraman. He's just doing life. Gets up, goes to work, loves his wife, loves his kids. He's just doing stuff. Here's me. I'm the Holy Ghost. See, I'm just doing this. Come on, let's go over here. I got a good tan. You ain't going to see me or you over here. Come on. Come on. Keep going this way. Look, see? It's Oliver. Then all of a sudden, Oliver says, hey, I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. Good job. Start praying in the spirit. The Holy Ghost goes, okay, I'm going to give you utterance. So, but now I'm, I'm going to start giving him, I'm going to start giving him guidance. Now I'm going to start, now I'll start saying, hey, you got to do the praying. He's doing the praying. Just do it low. Just do it low. Once he starts doing the praying, I can start doing the leading. I can lead him places he don't even know he needs to go. But once, now disconnect from the Holy Ghost and just start doing the lead. Now he's leading. He goes, God knows where this joker is taking me. I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm in him. He got me saved. He got me saved. I came in. He got saved. I came in. Now this guy thinks he's ruling the house. He ain't been checking in with me. He ain't talking to me. He don't want nothing to do with me. He ain't, I'm dragging. God, this is some of you. God's just dragging on. Hanging on by a thread. Holy Ghost told him, this joker ain't praying in tongues in three months. Don't got no why. No, when he goes, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to flip the switch and give him a little guidance. I'm let's go. You don't know which way you're going. You don't even know which way you're doing. Let me tell you how to love those kids. Let me show you how to love your wife. Let me show you what you got to do. See, I'm giving him the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding, but he's got to do the yielding. He does what? He got to do the speaking, and that's what? I'm the helper. I'm not the doer. He's the doer. I got to help him in the doing. You follow me. I ain't following you. But if he don't yield every once in a while and give me time and place, he doesn't get direction in decision making. Thank you. But here's the thing. We're over there. Autopilot, you got God living in you. But I don't know what I'm doing. He told you. The apostle Paul said, when you pray in the spirit, my mind is unfruitful. What does that mean? That doesn't mean you have bananas in your head. Some of you do, but that doesn't mean you guys are, you're not a fruit head. That means this. You don't understand. What is I don't know what I'm doing. That still doesn't stop you from doing it. This is the key. You know what your problem is, Pastor Chris? God told me this. I said, this should be great. How much time we got? He said, you need to understand it before you do it. I never told you to understand it. And I told you in my word, you're not going to understand it. I just need you to be disciplined to do it. That's the problem with most of us. We got to understand it before we do it. Why do you got to understand it? He told you you're not going to understand it. He just said, do it. You understand why they want you to show up at work at 7 o'clock in the morning? No, they just want you to do it. Amen. Don't ask about it. These guys are military. Did they ever ask you, did you feel like showing up 5 o'clock in the morning to go do it? No, bro. Care what you, did you ever ask them? Why, in the Navy, in the Army, um, why do we got to show up here at 5 o'clock for duty? Yeah, okay, stop it. You don't want you to understand nothing. Just be here and don't be late. The same thing with God. Now, God's not mean. He's just saying, why do you got to understand it to do it? Just do it. Just do it. Just take the discipline to do it and spend some time praying in the Spirit. You see the benefit of it? I'm trying to lead you. I'm trying to guide you. 
I'm trying to help you. You don't even know where you're going. I'm trying to help you get there. See, here's the problem, though. Now, I wrote this down. This God told me to tell you this, too. I don't usually get this. But God said, you read it like this. So I wrote the way he told me to tell you. So you get mad, go get mad at God. Don't get mad at me. Right? He said, tell them this. They're not really serious with me yet until they trust me with every area of their life in tongues. Until then, they think they could work it out on their own. See, that's the thing you think you could do it on your own. You were never designed to do this thing on your own. That's why he gave you the Holy Ghost. See what he's saying? He's saying, see, until you give it over in tongues, you think you're going to handle it. You can't handle it. You, listen to me. Write this down. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. You can go there. You got to do the praying. He ain't doing the praying. You seen him, right? He got he to he pray. You got to pray. You got to do it. God's going to do it. God ain't going to do it. And why did he give you words anyway? He gave you words. Come on, man. You see this? He gave you words. You okay with this? Okay, everybody's like, oh, God's sovereign. Give me a break with this sovereign thing. I don't, God's not sovereign. God needs words. Because then if he was sovereign, he'd just do this for you, wouldn't do this for you, wouldn't do this for you. The gifting is sovereign. But guess what? If he did something in your life, somebody prayed. What do you think you're doing when you're praying in tongues? You're praying out words, a language, a language you don't understand, but it's still language. I was kidding when Kemp, I said, can you say, so he said, he started speaking Zulu and Afrikaans. I don't understand it. He speak Afrikaans in here. He had us all babble. He started speaking Zulu. I don't know. He told me good morning. I still don't know what he said. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? He started talking that language. We wouldn't understand. Or if you understood how to speak it, somebody on the internet would know. I know exactly what he's saying. But what happens if I start? It's pretty un- I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm giving God words. Why does he need words? Because he can't have access into my life without words. They're the currency of how God makes us travel through time. He has to have words. So when you're word deficient, guess what? You're guidance deficient. You can't be guidance deficient. You see how it comes in the room? He likes it. You hear, you'll be able to hear a pin drop in here. Speak his language. Word deficient. Why? I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't understand a lot of things. I don't understand my car starts. I go in there with a key. I don't even touch the thing. You push a button, thing starts. I don't even know where the key is half the time. Starts. I don't know what happens. Just happy it does. It doesn't stop me. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I better not get in the car today because I don't know really what's happening. I don't know what combustion is doing. I don't know. I care. Push a button, and thing goes. I don't understand how my ice maker works. <laughs> Where's that water come from anyway? <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty neat. I know there's a copper pipe that goes under the tile and goes all the way around to the sink, but I don't know who did that. That wasn't me. I'm just happy the thing gives me ice. <laughs> I like the real crushed stuff, too. You like crushed? You crushed or cube guy? You really cute? I like the crushy stuff. I don't know how that works either. I don't care. I could care less. Why do we get so technical with this? Just do it. 
Discipline yourself to do it. What are you leaving behind? Look what it says here in 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. See, I said, my spirit's praying, my understanding, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't worry about it. You don't have to know what you're doing. It's good for you. Remember your mom used to tell you, eat your vegetables, they're good for you. It tastes nasty, every one you were eating, but you ate it anyway. It's good for you. Do it, it's good for you. Just do it, it's good for you. Just start yielding. He's good for you. Look at this, you ready for this? Check this out. Watch this, you're gonna like this. I'm not gonna keep you much longer because it becomes a lot and I don't wanna overwhelm it, right? Check this out. Paul's, tell, Paul's telling us to get an understanding of this because if you get an understanding of this stuff, I'm telling you, you got to get this thing. Because if you look at this, if you look at this in the Amplified, can you put that 14, 14, remember we did like morning? They need to see this. Once you see this, this will be like a game changer to give me like a couple minutes, I'll help you. You're doing all right? Seeing the value of the Holy Spirit? Now, if you don't have them, we'll get you filled up with the Holy Spirit too. Because that's a big thing. People ain't got it. I don't have it. How do you get it? You got to get saved. Once you get saved, once you get filled, then you get you filled. Look what it says here. Look at the Amplified. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, that's the real you, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. Did you get that? So where's the Holy Spirit when you get born again? He's in your spirit. So your spirit. Everybody say, I'm a spirit. Have a soul. Live in a body. Where did the Holy Spirit come and live? In your spirit. So he's in there, in your spirit, waiting for you to give him utterance. You got to give him access to words. My spirit, my mind, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. Did you see that? Look at that. So what's that mean? My mind's like, what? No, I don't know what this is. Don't worry about it. Because this is what you got to remember. You take the word of God to renew your mind, but you pray in the spirit to build your spirit. They're two different separate acts. Does that make sense? Are you meditating in the word? Meditation in the word of God helps you and me renew our mind. Praying in the spirit helps us edify our spirit, man. Makes you spiritually strong. You got to be spiritually strong. Did you get that? Praying, praying in the spirit helps me build an edifice, an inside strength. Renewing my mind in the word of God Helps me what? Transform my soul. That's why James 1 says this. You don't have to go there. It says, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. You got to save your soul. Your soul is crazy if you don't teach it. Your mind, your will, and emotions go all over the place. That's why you got to teach it the word of God. See it? So you got to constantly teach yourself the word of God. So you got to meditate. Meditate in the word, okay? And then renew yourself in the spirit, you understand that? Renew yourself in the spirit. Did you pull that in? Did you get that? Meditate in the word and pray in the spirit to edify yourself and make yourself spiritually strong. Proverbs says this, a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit cannot, you cannot bear. You can't be spiritually weak and face life. You're not going to be strong. You're going to be tempted and temptation will overcome you. Don't enter a room with temptation. Most people can't get out. Because you ain't spiritually strong enough. You all right with that? Because you got to get, you got to get, can I show you something though? I didn't give them this in the morning. I'll show you one more thing. We'll go. You got to look at this first Kings. It's important. 
because I read it in a, I read it in a message. It reads better, I think. You gotta start. You gotta start dialing in that still small voice because God's been speaking to you about spending time with Him, but you've been refusing it. Is that all right? I'm gonna show you this now. Check this out. Go over there first. You gotta go all the way down. First Kings 19. First Kings 19:9. We're gonna read it in the message all the way through 14, and I'm gonna let you go. You all right? Okay. You gotta listen to that still small voice. Are you understanding the value of the Holy Spirit? Pulling this in? Hey, but this tongue thing, was that your system? It was God's. How long do you think you how long do you think you can really navigate spiritually without using the system God gave you? Not long. So what you don't understand, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm here to help you. I'm not here to, this is not like one of those Some of you went to denominational church. They talked against this. I got a guy that called me this week. He said, I went to a church. They, they talked against this, man. They said that tongue stuff and that guy. They said, man, that's bad. Don't you do that. I'm here to tell you today. I'll debate anybody in America. What you mean it's bad? It ain't bad. It ain't bad. This is good for you. And if God brought you here and you're hearing today's message, you ain't here by mistake. God drew you. Now you got to make a choice. I'm going to tell you what this does. You want to know what this This breaks you out of the comfort of religion. Because religion's real cute when you don't have to go over. You know what I mean? You know, you got them dignified Christians, you know. Like, I'm dignified. I go to the, you know, first holy brethren church. We don't get that. We don't do none of that stuff. We're with the first holy brethren, you know, tabernacle of crystal cathedral. Oh, that's, that's good. You know, let's praise God for that place. That's nice. God bless you. Hope you have fun there. We come in here like, robo shake cake, brother. I don't understand that. None of us do. <laughs> I used to be a member of the first tabernacle of Holy Crystal Cathedral, but now I'm one of them tongue-talking, chandelier hanging, running the pew, you know, I, I, remember I was with Brother Hagen, man. Brother Hagen started, I was with Brother Hagen in the meeting. Brother Hagen started talking about, he started talking about, and Brother Norville, man, Brother Norville had a full gospel businessmen's meeting, and he told that story, and I almost fell out of chair. He said, I had all these business guys. They showed up with their suits on. They said, well, you know, we're businessmen. We're businessmen. He said, oh, yeah, are you businessmen? And then all of a sudden, the spirit of God hit the place, and they were freaking out. They're like, we're like, we're like businessmen. And Brother Norville, like, cast the devil out of somebody in the meeting, and these guys were flipping out. They're like, we're businessmen. We came for the full gospel business meeting. He's like, this is it right here. This is the full gospel business meeting. We didn't come here for the sandwiches, man. You came here for the deliverance, you know. Like, there ain't no dig. Like, if we go to the Holy Tabernacle Crystal Church, the Crystal Church is over, brother. This is the reality of it. Here you are. And I laugh so hard. Brother Norville was the same way as Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin started telling me he'd be in those meetings with those business guys. And they thought, like, we're just businessmen. We're not down with all that stuff. And they were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you, everybody needs God. But you can't just have religion. Why well, do I want the God, but I don't want the tongues? <laughs> then you don't want the Holy Ghost. The tongues is the Holy Ghost. Tongues ain't, you know, I don't, I'm down with going to church, but I don't want to do none of that praying in tongue stuff. You know, because Brother Hagin was, Brother Hagin was a Baptist. God bless the Baptist. And if you're a Baptist, I ain't picking on you. Listen to me. He was Baptist. And he said, I was a good Baptist. <laughs> he said, you don't want to go around those Pentecostal people. My mama told me about those people. You know what I mean? like, and he got around them and he said, man, they started teaching the word of God. And he got filled with the Holy Ghost and praise be to God and changed his life and all that stuff. But here's what I'm trying to get you to see. 
if you get the tongues, that means you got the Holy Ghost. So if you don't want the tongues, that means you don't want the Holy Ghost. But you want the Holy Ghost, don't you? You can't get, you can't get me without my voice, a personality. So come on, man. This is why I'm telling you the church. To, listen, if the church is pushing against the Holy Ghost, they don't want God in it. Ain't no other way around it. They're the same. The Trin- now, don't try to explain the Trinity. Anybody tries to explain that's nuts. You can't explain that. You just got to receive it. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, three, one. Come on, man. How you going to figure that out? Just believe it. You know what I'm saying? Just believe it. But now here's what I'm getting you to see. You got to pull, pull, pull this in. Look at this. Now, this is what you got to get in. We're done. We got to go home. He got up. Now, this is, <clears throat> this is Elijah. He got up. Now, Elijah pulls down, pro, he pulls down fire, which I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for it. Not just yet. When God lets me, he better let me do it, though, before I go to heaven, because I don't want to leave the earth until I call down some fire. It's going to be fine. I don't care who gets burned. <laughs> them demon crazy people, I'm going to burn them. I'll, keep, I'll, I'll do it, and I'll laugh, too. Ha, ha, ha. God will forgive me, so forget it, whatever. All the wackos out there trying to tell me, well, your God is this. My God, shut up, my God. I'll torch you. <laughs> Talking about my God. <laughs> I'm feisty. I'm like three-quarters of the way saved. <laughs> 25% of me is still work in progress. <laughs> no, say, Donnie, I can get away with it because, you know, I'm dangerous because I know how to repent. Yeah. So I was going to do it and then repent about it. Good God, and God's going to go, you knew all the while I said, no, but you're merciful and forgiving, so you got to let me off the hook. I want to put it on CNN, too. Live, 10 o'clock news. Preacher calls down fire, burns all of them. <laughs> you can all get church. Go, I go to that church where the fire falls. <laughs> Come on, y'all know what I'm saying. Some of these people are so crazy. They're crazy. You can't say nothing. They're nuts, man. Don't even go. Don't, I can't, don't, just, everybody pull me back. Everybody pray for me quick. Pull me out of it. Pull me out of it. Pull. These people are nuts. They're, you know what I'm talking about. They're nuts. Oh, man, I see they, they were singing that song and being all weird, and you got all this other stuff going on. Oh, God, I can't even go. Let, let, let me help. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Thank you. Amen. Pull me back. He got up. Now, Elijah pulled down fire, got the prophets of Baal, licked up all the water, burned all the sacrifice. It's all good. Jezebel wakes up one day and goes, I'm going to kill you, and this joker runs away. Obviously, he's whacked. He's, just, he's, he's not thinking straight. He got up, ate, drank, and sat out, nourished by the meal. He walked 40 days and nights all the way to the mountain of God in Horeb. When he got there, he crawled into a cave, went to sleep, and he was hiding. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, so Elijah, what are you doing here? You ever think sometimes in your life, what am I really doing here? Like, how in the world did I get in this cave of life, and I'm hiding in this thing, and I know how big my God is. What? You been, no, I don't know what he saw. How in the world don't you go, your business is going to explode. You're going to prosper. You're going to have a great job. You're, come on, your marriage is going to make it. Why are you hiding in some hole? Like, haven't you heard God? Your life, your life ain't over. So big deal. You had a couple of chapters look like a whacked out story. Write the bestseller in the back end and make sure everybody knows you're a champion. Come on, man. Stop this day. Somebody left and stopped loving you. They're stupid. Did you just say what I just said? I said it out loud twice. 
I'm going to say it again just to aggravate everybody and pay it to So he came on one day and he said, I don't love you no more. Well, you, they're stupid. Why are you valuing these nitwits' opinion about who you are because they couldn't find how valuable you were? Stop all that. No. You're valuable. Come on, man. Get out of the cave. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it. God's got to call a dot on your life. Something's going to happen. God didn't bring you to Florida just to let you fail. He brought you here to prosper and succeed. God brought you everywhere he did. God's leading you, God, and you guys going to help you. You got God in you. How in the world? Hey, by the way, can God fail? Can God lose? Can God be defeated? Where's God live? Where? And who? And you? If he's living in you? If he's living in you, then guess what? All you got is victory on the horizon, baby. Ain't no other way because he ain't going down. He ain't never going to lose. He got you. You got to turn it around. You got to start. Get out of the cave. Get out of the cave. Get out of the cave and start declaring some stuff. Decree a thing. Look what he said. Look at this. Look at this. Watch. He said, what are you doing here? He said, I've been working. Listen, what he says. I've been working my heart out for the God of the angel army, said Elijah. The people of Israel, now he's complaining. He's having a little pity party. He's like, I work for you. You know, you ever give God your resume when he ain't doing everything you think he should be doing for you? Well, I tithe God. You know, I do this, God. God, I'm a member, God. I'm on the media team, God. God, help me, right? I've been working my heart out, right? The people of Israel have abandoned your covenant and destroyed the place of worship, murdered your prophets, and I'm the only one left. You ever feel like you're the only Christian on the face of the earth? Y'all lying in church. Oh, God, why me, right? I remember, oh, God, why me moment. You're like, God, why me? Don't you know I'm a good Christian, blah, blah, blah. Look what he said. He said what? He said, this is the, he said the people of Israel have been here, and now they try to kill me. Watch this. And he told them this. He said, now God's playing with him because he's tired of his mouth. He's like, hey, <laughs> go stand by the mountain and, and, and get over there. And over there before me, and he says, before God, and I'm going to pass by, hurricane wind ripped through the mountains, shattered the rocks. But God wasn't in that. But God wasn't to be found in the wind and the earthquake, and God wasn't to be found in anything after that sort. Keep going. The earthquake, the fire, God wasn't in that. And after the fire, a gentle, quiet whisper. Keep going. When Elijah heard the quiet voice, watch this, this is big, it's big. He muffled his face with his cloak and went to the mountain to the cave and stood there. And a quiet voice asked, Elijah, you tell me, what are you doing here? Man, you better get this. But Elijah said, now tell me, what are you doing here? And Elijah repeated what he said the first time, even though he heard God. Elijah heard the quiet voice, and he muffled his face in his purpose. That anointing carried his purpose. He got off the purpose. And God said, hey, hey. When you get off your purpose and you get off the plan, see, God gave you a purpose in life, and he gave you the Holy Spirit to help you navigate it, every detail of it. 
And when you disconnect from the Holy Ghost, you start doing it in your own strength and your own ability. And when you get to that place, you get wearied and you get tired and you get heavy laden. And he goes to you and he finds you in that cave you're stuck in right now. And he goes, hey, where are you? And you're like, I'm looking for the experience. He said, I'm not in all that. I'm in a still, small voice. And the minute he hears him, guess where he goes? He goes back to his purpose. But you know what the problem was? When he went back to his purpose, instead of giving God a different answer, he gave him the same answer he gave him the first time before he spoke to him. That's the problem with sometimes with life. God gives you an answer. You hear it in the quietness and the stillness, but you don't carry it out in the openness of the air. He's speaking to you. You got to be able to stand on that still small voice, even when all the noise of life is roaming all over the place. But people don't get quiet enough to get to that still small voice and spend time in the presence of God because life's so noisy, they forget about it. He said, what are you doing? You could play. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm hiding. He said, hey. And when he heard God's voice, he picked his purpose back up. He wrapped himself in it and got strong at the end and started getting ready to come back out. And when God said, what do you hear now? What do you see now? What do you got now? He came back with the same answer he did the first time. Why? Because he didn't understand the moment. You're going to get weary doing this thing if you keep doing it in your own strength. That's why God gave you the Holy Ghost. You got to plug in and edify for the seasons of life you can't see. He said, you know, he said, Elijah, he said, okay, you want to be done, be done. He said, go take what's on you and go put it on Elijah, let him go. Why? Not because God wanted him to, but because he didn't have the strength to sustain the next season of life because he didn't stay connected to the voice that got him there. Guys, don't think you're going to come out here and navigate life on your own. That, that's not how you got here. God called you. He spoke to you. You didn't come and seek him. He came and seek you. But then he gave you the tools to make it, and you can't make it in this spiritual life without him. So why in the world are you trying to do it without him? Go just yield and go, God, I need guidance on the daily. God, I need connection on the daily. God, I need to listen to that inside. But how are you going to get quiet enough to hear that still small voice when it's speaking to you? Because life is so loud and noisy. Elijah, what do you, what do you, what do you hear? What do you do after you say? He said, he, you know what he says he did? He said he picked up the cloak. Bible says he picked up his mantle and he wrapped himself in it. You know what that was? That was symbolic of the call of God on his life. He picked his purpose back up and he wrapped himself in it and he heard again. The only problem is when you hear, you can't answer the same way you answered the first time. You got to answer from what you heard. Why are you here? Why are you hiding? I'm not going to answer from what I think. I'm going to answer from what I know. See, that Holy Spirit will give you that leading and that guiding and help you. Well, here's the key. If I don't stay connected, I'm going to get tired. If I don't stay connected, I'm going to get weak. If I don't stay connected, I'm going to make bad decisions. See, the problem with some of you guys is this, and I'm not saying it's a problem. I've been making bad decisions. You want to know why you make bad decisions? You ain't been checking in with the decision maker on the inside. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.